significant teachings that have really changed my life. And this is one that, that truly did change my life. Learning about who the Holy Spirit is and his purpose for our lives. And you know, as I said, this teaching impacted my life, but it was more than just a teaching. The Holy Spirit is more than just a doctrine. It's more than just a teaching. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit is a person and he's a third person of the Godhead. He's co-equal with God. And Jesus sent him as Jesus sent it into heaven. Jesus sent him for us to come and live in us, to dwell in us, to, to help us live this Christian life. And so the role of the Holy Spirit and, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit has been one of those life-changing teachings and experiences for me. As I've said, it's the, the Holy Spirit isn't just a teacher. He wants to encounter us. He's a person who wants to have a very real relationship with you and me. You know, as a, as a young teenager, I heard Pastor Rob teaching about the Holy Spirit. When he first came in to this church, when Pastor Rob and Shannon first came to this church, the first introduction, the first sort of teachings he brought was about the Holy Spirit. And I remember learning about the Holy Spirit. And, and when I heard about him, I had a hunger. I had a thirst to find out who the Holy Spirit was and a real desire to encounter the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure many of us have been impacted by that, by Pastor Rob and Shannon introducing that teaching even many years ago. Many of us have experienced the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. You know, at the age of 18, I went to our Youth Connect group at the time. They were called Cell Groups, as you know. And uh, I went to our Youth Connect group, and, and I'd been hearing about the Holy Spirit, as I said. And, and in our Youth Connect group, I remember just spending some time at the end of the Connect group. And Pastor Rob was encouraging us to worship the Lord and just to, to praise the Lord. And, and as we did that, we, I began to sense the presence of God like I never sensed the presence of God before. Uh, and, you know, I remember Pastor Rob encouraging us to step out, to, to seek the baptism, to ask the Lord to fill us. And, you know, I began to experience the presence of God. But it wasn't until I went home that night. You know, I was a bit scared. I was a bit frightened because I wasn't sure what happened if I fully let go, if I let God fill me. So I went home and I remember going up to my bedroom and closing the door. And I just remember coming before God and saying, God, I want everything that you have for me. You know, I want to encounter and experience everything that you have for me, including the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. I want him. And I just remember sitting here on my bed that night after months of seeking, after months of hearing about the Holy Spirit. I remember sitting on my bed. And that night, God filled me with his spirit. And I began to speak in tongues. And I began to worship the Lord. And it was an experience that changed the rest, changed my life. It changed my Christian life. It changed how I saw the Christian life. It changed my experience with God himself. And you know, my prayer is, is that God would use this series to once again change, not only change my life, but to change our lives, to change the life of this church, to bring his life into this church once again. We need his life. We need the Holy Spirit more than ever in this church. I believe that with all of my heart. You know, it's easy to point at other churches and say, oh, you know, we need to see God moving in this valley. But I believe we need to see God move in this church. And the way he does it is through his Holy Spirit. And so I pray that God would anoint this series, that God would speak to us through this word, through his word, and that we all as a church would experience the Holy Spirit for ourselves. So just before we dive into this message, should we just pray? And let's just begin to open up our hearts. And let's just begin to call upon the Lord for ourselves this morning. And let's open up our hearts at the start of this new year and say, God, would you fill me this year? Lord Jesus, we thank you that on the cross you tore the veil into your presence. The Lord, you made the way possible that we can come into your presence, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this relationship that we have with you. We thank you, Lord, 
that when you ascended into heaven, you didn't leave us on our own, but you sent the Holy Spirit to come and live in us, to dwell in us, to empower us, Lord, to live this Christian life. And Lord, at the start of this new year, Lord, we pray and we invite you to come again. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and fill us, to move in this church once again. Would you breathe your life? Would you breathe your love and your power into this church once again? We open up our lives. We surrender ourselves to you and we pray that you would have your way so that Jesus would be lifted up, so that Jesus would be seen, that he would be glorified in and through our lives, in and through this church. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we're going to jump into this series in, in the Holy Spirit. And this morning, we just, I'm just going to bring an introduction to this series. You know, if we're, if we're to understand who the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives, first of all, we need to have a proper grounding. We need to have a right, the right perspective. And the, and the best way to do this is to study God's word. God's word is our ultimate truth. It is what we stand upon. We get everything from God's word. And the best way to find out who the Holy Spirit is and his role in our lives is to see what the word of God says about the Holy Spirit. What does God's word say about the Holy Spirit? And in, and in this series, we're going to look at a lot of different scriptures. We're going to look, look at a lot of different passages because I want to lay a strong foundation for us on who the Holy Spirit is. And I want us to have the truth straight from the Bible, not from our own ideas of who the Holy Spirit is, not from who man says he is, and not even who I say the Holy Spirit is. I pray that God would speak to us through his word, and then we would be grounded through his word and have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. You know, there's one book in the Bible that speaks a lot about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is seen right the way throughout the Bible. You can see the Spirit of God right at the very beginning in Genesis and right the way through to Revelation. We see the Spirit of God is throughout the whole of the Bible. But there's one book in the Bible in particular that focuses on the Holy Spirit. And we see the Holy Spirit moving a lot in this book. And it's the book of Acts. And in this series, there's going to be two chapters that we're going to primarily focus on. And they're going to be Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 19. And we're going to come back to these several times throughout this series. You know, there's powerful truths that we can unpack and we can learn about the Holy Spirit from these passages. And this morning, we're going to just look at Acts chapter 19. If you've got a Bible, can you turn to Acts 19? And, and if you don't have a Bible, the passage will be up on the screen behind us this morning. But Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, the Apostle Paul, we see him, he's traveling around, he's, he's planting churches, he's being led by the Holy Spirit. He's, he's discovering God's will and he's, he's following the will of God. And as he's going around, as he's traveling, as he's planting churches, he arrives in Ephesus, in this city, this great city of Ephesus. And as he arrives in Ephesus, he meets some disciples. Now, these disciples, they were followers of Jesus. They were Christian believers. But it's significant, the first question that he asks them. These are people who believe in Jesus. They're Christians. But it's incredible, the first question that he asked them, Acts chapter 19 and verse 1 to 2. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? What an incredible question he asked them. And listen to the answer. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. How incredible is that? These are people who believe in Jesus. These are Christians. These are disciples. But yeah, Paul asked them, have you, when you received, when you became a Christian, did you receive 
the Holy Spirit. You know, it shows, I believe this passage shows the importance of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it highlights how important the Holy Spirit was for Paul. Paul believed the Holy Spirit was significant. But their answer is shocking, isn't it? They were believers in Jesus. But their answer, they said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. We don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, I believe we're in a very similar situation today. You know, I believe that many believers don't have a solid biblical foundation for who the Holy Spirit is. And, you know, there's lots of reasons for this. You know, I've talked to many Christians from different denominations, from, even from our own denomination. And I believe that many people are just simply uninformed. It's not that they, they've never heard of it. They're just not sure about who the Holy Spirit is. They haven't been taught about the Holy Spirit. Then there's other people who've been misinformed about the Holy Spirit. They've been told inaccurate things. They've been told things that are, are non-biblical things about the Holy Spirit. You know, some people have been told that the Holy Spirit isn't even for today. The Holy Spirit happened on Pentecost and that was it. It only happened 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit isn't even today. Many people believe that today. Some people believe that the Holy Spirit is even of the devil, that it's not from God, that the Holy Spirit isn't God. But yet still there are others who believe that the Holy Spirit, they have a, a vague understanding of it, who he is. And, and they're not sure of his work, what the Holy Spirit does. And this is because they lack a, a strong biblical foundation for who the Holy Spirit is. You know, as a result of that, because they're not sure of who the Holy Spirit is, is and because they're not sure uh, of what he might do in their lives, they shrink back. They become fearful of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to encounter the Holy Spirit. They don't want to know much about him because they're not sure of who he is and what he might do in their lives. And if I'm being honest with you, I felt like that. I heard about the Holy Spirit growing up in this church, but I was afraid. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know for myself who the Holy Spirit was and what he could do for my life. And that's why I waited until I was 18 years old, until I began to have a hunger for God. Unfortunately, I missed out on so many years of encountering the Holy Spirit because I was afraid because I was fearful of what the Holy Spirit might do, do. You know, growing up, I thought the Holy Spirit was just that funny language that you heard in church. That's all I thought that the Holy Spirit was. I didn't know who the Holy Spirit was. I didn't know that he was a real person that we could encounter here and today that could change my life with Christ or my relationship with Christ. You know, finally, I believe that there's a, there's a group of people who are just indifferent who want nothing to know, uh, who don't want to know God, who don't want to know the Holy Spirit. And so they're indifferent. They close off, they shut off their lives, and that's it. This is my Christian life, and this is it. This is all God can have of my life. I don't want him to have anything else. This is all I want to know about God. This is all he can have of my life, and that's it. You know, one of the reasons that I'm passionate about teaching about the Holy Spirit is because I believe we miss out on so much of the life that Christ has for us, of the power that God wants for us of the life he wants to have for us, of the impact that we can make with the Holy Spirit in us, in and through us. I believe we miss out on so much that the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through our lives here today. And that's why I'm passionate about teaching about the Holy Spirit. This is why I believe that God's laid this on my heart for us as a new year, because I don't want us as a church to go through another new year without seeing lives transformed, without seeing salvation, without seeing miracles and answers to prayer. Because that's not what God has promised. God has promised for us to see incredible things. For us as believers to do incredible things through his power at work within us. But we miss out on so much of that because we close ourselves off to the working of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. You know, if you find yourself this morning in, in one of those categories that I've just said, I pray that you'll open up your heart at the start of this new year. 
pray you'll just open up your heart to the teaching and to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I pray you at the start of this year, you'll just say, okay, God, I'm going to seek the Holy Spirit and I want to find out who he is. Teach me, guide me, fill me, change me. And I pray that this series will, will begin to demystify some of the, the theories that you've had about the Holy Spirit or maybe even your understanding. You know, even as I've been studying for this series, God has been challenging me and some of my thought process and even my own heart about who the Holy Spirit is and, my, and how much I'm allowing him to take control in my life. You know, there's one thing that I want to highlight and there's something that God has laid on my heart. There's one key message that I have for us this morning and that is the Holy Spirit is for today. He is for right here, right now. The Holy Spirit isn't just for, meant for hundreds of years ago for, for our ancestors. He isn't just meant for people years and years ago. The Holy Spirit is for today. God wants to send his Holy Spirit. He wants to pour out his Spirit in our lives today. The Holy Spirit wants to take control of our lives today. He wants to use us. He wants to empower us today. You know, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And you know, the Holy Spirit isn't an age thing. The Holy Spirit isn't just available for those who are over 18 years old. The Holy Spirit is available for each and every one of us if we would open up our hearts to him. You know, the Holy Spirit is open to each and every one of us. No matter what your background is, if you proclaim Christ as your Savior, then you can know the Holy Spirit and the empowering of the Holy Spirit in and through your lives. You know, I'm not sure how many of you turn on God TV. I'm not sure how many of you watch all these Christian programs, but it's evident. If you look at, what, at the church around the world, you can see the Holy Spirit is moving today. He's moving in different countries. He's moving in situations. He's moving in churches. God is moving today. Now, when the, we might not see it ourselves right here, right now. We might not see it in our nation as we would like to see it, but God is moving. He is moving. I believe God is moving in this church. Whether we see it or not, God is moving in the supernatural. God is working things. God is orchestrating things by his spirit. I believe that God has not left this place, but I believe his presence is still in this place. If we would open up our hearts to encounter who he is and see what he has for us. You know, I know God's got an incredible plan for our lives. You know, I, I've spoken about that. I've preached that, that God's got a plan and a purpose for our lives. You know, I believe that part of God's plan for our lives Part of that incredible plan is understanding and receiving the life, the power, and strength of the Holy Spirit. Part of God's plan for your life is for you to know the Holy Spirit. That is part of God's plan for your life. It is not just for you to serve in a certain ministry. It's not for you just to do great things in your life. Part of what God's plan for your life is for you to know the Holy Spirit in your life and for him to lead you and for you to walk with the Holy Spirit and to understand him. That is part of God's incredible plan your life. You know, if you've read the Bible, if you've heard many preachers before, I'm sure you've heard Jesus' expression. He used often, there's this expression that he frequently used, and that is, the kingdom of heaven is like. Jesus would often describe the kingdom of heaven is like. And Jesus was constantly trying to help people of his time and, under, and our time understand how God works, how God operates. That's why he would describe to the people, the kingdom of heaven is like. And I believe that God wants to do that for us today. He wants us to understand who the Holy Spirit is. He wants us to understand the things of God. You know, sometimes it's not God who has to change, it's us who has to change. And sometimes it's our thinking that has to change. Our thoughts towards God. Our thoughts have to match His thoughts. What's God thinking? What's His heart? 
What's his will? What's his plan? So often we say, God, would you fit my plan? God, will you move in this way? Will you do this? But God is saying, no, I don't think like you. You know, it says in Isaiah chapter 55, there's an incredible passage, Isaiah, Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 11, it says, this is what God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than you, your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and the bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You know, simply put, throughout our lives as believers, we have to continually renew our mind. You know, it says, doesn't it, that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God wants us to think like him. To think like him. God, what is your thoughts about this situation? What is your heart for this situation? God wants us to think like him. And we need to be able to think like him if we're going to walk with him. If we're going to understand him. If we're going to know his ways and how he works. We've got to understand the mind and the heart of God. And you know, it's only when we do this that we'll begin to fully experience deep within God's presence, that we'll begin to see that true blessing that God has for our lives, when we understand who he is and what he has for our lives. You know, the, the role of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a subject that, that requires us to think how God thinks. What does God say? What is his heart? Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, this concept is, is challenging for some of us. It's challenging for you and for me. You know, from the very beginning of my walk with Jesus, I was surrounded by people who understood the Holy Spirit. I was, I, I've been surrounded all my Christian life by people who know who the Holy Spirit is, who understand who the Holy Spirit is, who understand the power of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I thank God for the people who have surrounded my life who know that the Holy Spirit is for every single person and that the Holy Spirit is for today. You know, I thank God for my spirit-filled heritage. I thank God that I'm part of a Pentecostal church. It's not something that I'm afraid of. It's not something that I, I shy away from. I thank God that I'm part of a Pentecostal heritage. I thank God that my family know the power of the Holy Spirit in and through their lives. I thank God for the, they, that they understand who the Holy Spirit is. However, I'm also aware that we still today need to have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. Just because we're a Pentecostal church doesn't mean that we have a solid biblical understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. We need to remind ourselves, constantly get into God's word and remind ourselves who the Holy Spirit is. You know, many people today are, are taught, simply believe in the Holy Spirit and you'll receive him. Believe and you will receive. If God wants you to have the Holy Spirit, it'll just happen at some point in your Christian life. You know, that is not true. You know, I've heard many well-meaning spiritual leaders, they say that you have to bypass your mind in order to receive the Holy Spirit. That you have to shut off your mind and then you can receive the Holy Spirit. But you know, God never meant for that to happen. God didn't, didn't want us not to comprehend the greatness of this incredible gift. You know, our ability to believe, which is called faith, increases when we hear the word of God. Faith rises when we hear the word of God. 
you know, when we begin to hear the word of God, we're enabled not just to believe the word of God, but when we hear the word of God, our faith begins to rise. Not only do we step out in belief in it, but we're able to understand the word of God. We're able to understand what God is saying. You know, the apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, and he was praying for the Ephesians. And he was saying that, I, I pray that you will be able to comprehend the love of God and all that's found within the love of God. You know, I don't think it is possible for him to have prayed something for people to comprehend it if it wasn't possible. God wants us to understand the Holy Spirit, not just to have a feeling or an experience and to bypass our mind. He wants us to understand who the Holy Spirit is. He wants us to engage with who the Holy Spirit is. And that's why Paul prayed that. You know, if we're to receive the Holy Spirit and if we're to receive all that God has for us, then we're going to have to move beyond the natural we're going to have to move into the supernatural realm. We're going to have to understand the mind of God. We're going to have to stand, understand the ways of the Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe as I've said that, some of you are a bit afraid of that. What do you mean we have to move beyond the natural? What do you mean we have to go into the su supernatural? I don't mean it's spooky. I don't mean we have to get weird with this. And it's not scary. And it's certainly not understanding, bypassing our mind. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean we shut off our mind and we go crazy or act out crazy. That doesn't mean that. When we move into the natural, it simply means, it's supernatural, it simply means that we're open to all that God has for us. And we're making a commitment to believe all that God has for us. And we're making a commitment to live in that supernatural realm. And we're going to be guided by the supernatural. We're going to be led by the Spirit of God. We're not shutting off our mind, but we're going to search the mind of God. We're going to investigate. We're going to seek who God is. And we're going to step out into all that God has for us. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. This is what Paul, uh, 14 to 16, sorry, says. This is what Paul says. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. He goes on to say, the person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You know, Paul was saying here, he was saying to them, you know, people who are not interested in, in God and don't open themselves up to the Holy Spirit and to God working in their lives, they won't understand the supernatural. And so they'll make judgments about it. They'll think it's foolish that when God is moving in people's lives, when people open up their lives to the Holy Spirit, they say it's foolish. They won't understand what's happening. They don't understand why you're doing this thing, why you're being led in this way. But he's saying to the Corinthian church, but we're not of that. When we open up our minds to God, we'll begin to understand the ways of God. We'll begin to understand his heart. We'll begin to see him moving. You know, after all, we're a spiritual people. We're not a natural people, but I believe too many of us are living in the natural. We're living in the here and now instead of opening up our life to what God has for us, instead of pressing on in the things that God has for us. You know, it's, op it's easy to open up our, our hearts to teachings we like, isn't it? It's easy to, to turn on things and to, to listen to sermons that we like and only what we like to hear that make us feel good uh, and that, are, that we agree with. You know, it's not so easy to, to open up our lives, to take the teachings that, that correct us, is it? It's not easy to listen to things that challenge us sometimes and, and convict us. 
that challenge our mindsets, that, that challenge our theology. And maybe for some here, even this morning, maybe you've, you've heard about this this morning, about who this Holy Spirit is, and you feel like, I'm shutting off, I don't want to know that. But maybe God is convicting you, maybe God is challenging you this morning to open up your life to who the Holy Spirit is, to open up our hearts to who God is and all that he has for us. You know, according to this passage here in, two, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it said that it's possible for Christians not to accept the gift of the Holy Spirit. It says that some people choose not to accept the Holy Spirit. Some people just shut off their lives. They miss out on the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit of God. And as I've said, they live their lives natural. And they look at the supernatural and think it's pointless. But then we see what happens to the people who do open up their hearts to God. They do open up their hearts to the Holy Spirit. It says that if we're hungry for God, we begin to examine the word of God. What does God's word say about the Holy Spirit? We begin to investigate, inquire of all that God has for us. You know, as we begin to open up our lives to the Holy Spirit, our lives will continually begin to change. Our lives will be transformed to become more like Christ because that's what the Holy Spirit is for. He begins to reveal Christ to us. That's his primary focus, is to magnify Christ in our lives. But then he begins to empower us to live like Christ, to live and ha- receive all that God has for us. You know, there's incredible things in God's word about who the Holy Spirit is. There's things that we're going to have to grasp. There might be some teachings in the next couple of weeks that might challenge our theology and challenge our mindset. But I pray at the start of this new year that we would open up our lives to the Holy Spirit that we would be open to God because God has so much more for us than where we're at. God has so much more for you than where you're at in your Christian life. You might be here this morning and you might have walked with God for years and years and you think that's it. But I want to tell you this morning that God's got more for you. God has got more for your life. And you can begin to know what God has for you. You can experience them more. And that happens when we begin to open up our lives to the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you this morning. Begin to study God's word, begin to read God's word, find out who the Holy Spirit is for yourself, and begin to ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit, open up your life to him, at the start of 2019, keep your heart open, keep your mind open to what God says, God's word says about the topic of the Holy Spirit, and what he says is true, you know, as it says there in Isaiah 55, God's word goes out, and accomplishes what he set out to do and we pray that that will happen as this word goes out as this series goes out I pray that God would infill us with his spirit again would baptize us in his spirit once again we're going to look at that in the next couple of weeks who the Holy Spirit is the baptism in the Holy Spirit we're going to look at the fruit of the spirit the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we're going to look at his role in our lives here today you know but I'm sure I'm confident as I look upon God's word as I stand upon God's word that if we will begin to open up our lives to the Holy Spirit, our lives will begin to change. And it will change forever. We'll begin to see God do more in maybe a week than we've done in a lifetime if we open up ourselves to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. You know, the Holy Spirit isn't just for somebody else. And he isn't just for somebody else's church. The Holy Spirit isn't just for a mega church. The Holy Spirit has been sent for all who believe in Jesus. And God wants to fill each and every one of us here this morning with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for today. The Holy Spirit is for you, no matter who you are. All God asks us to do is open up our heart and begin to seek. Begin to ask Him to fill you with the Spirit and you'll begin to know Him, begin to read Him, begin to study about Him and we will know the 
the word of God in our midst. Amen. Shall we pray? Lord, we just thank you for the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us on our own, but you sent your Holy Spirit to reveal you to us, Lord, to reveal your ways to us, Lord Jesus, but also to empower us to live this Christian life. And Lord, even at the start of this new year, at the start of this series, we open up our hearts to you, we open up our minds to you, and we pray, Lord, that you would teach us through your word about who the Holy Spirit is. But Lord, we pray that it will not just go into our minds, Lord God. We pray that we will experience and encounter the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you will pour out your Spirit upon this church once again. Lord, I pray that you will send the Holy Spirit, that you will empower us with your life, with your love, with your power, Lord, to become all that you want us to be, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that your will would be done, that your kingdom will come this year. And Jesus, that through your Holy Spirit in and through our lives, that you would be revealed, that you would be seen, that you would be exalted and that you would draw people to yourself, Lord. Lord, we just open up ourselves to you. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I encourage you to do that. Start the new year. Even before we get into this series, more and more, begin to study the Holy Spirit. Begin to ask God. Begin to search about who the Holy Spirit is. And if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd encourage you, seek it again. Seek, the, seek him to fill you again. Ask him to fill you again, even today.